Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host for this segment. Today, we are speaking with Dr. Jeff Berry, Vice President and Division Manager at Berry Hill Research, a division of Applied Research Associates. Jeff is responsible for setting the strategic direction, operations, business controls, and culture of the Berry Hill Research Division of ARA. Berry Hill offers expertise in the design and development of antennas, computational electromagnetics, and RF measurements. Previously, Jeff worked at Mission Critical Corporation, now part of Orbital ATK, for 13 years, leading the signature exploitation group of their electromagnetic observable sector. There he managed projects and directed technical work in areas of computational modeling, aerospace materials, radar, and conformal antenna arrays. Before that, he worked at the Ohio State University Electroscience Laboratory while completing his master's and doctorate degrees. Go Bucks! Yay! <laughs> Jeff is a senior member of, of IEEE, a member of the Association of Old Crows, I have to ask about that one, and a life member of the Ohio State University Alumni Association. He's also served as the chairman of the Air Force Research Laboratory-sponsored Material Measurement Working Group. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure to share my experience on manufacturing tomorrow. All right. Uh, Barry Hill was acquired by ARA six months ago. What led to the merger, and how has that changed the company? Okay, well, okay. So the acquisition happened in June 2017, uh, but the activity that led up to it actually started two years prior to that in 2015. And at that time, I was working on a project that required uh, the expertise of a friend of mine, uh, a former chief scientist at the Air Force Research Lab. And he had recently retired from the Air Force and had taken a position with ARA. So while subcontracting work to him and ARA, I had an opportunity to meet the ARA uh, leadership team. And we discovered that there were a lot of cultural similarities between the two companies. Uh, we also learned that the two companies had strategic goals that could be achieved faster uh, if we merged together. So it, the, the relationship, uh, you know, took about two years, you know, to, to negotiate that deal and build that relationship, uh, and the benefits of that are just now being realized. Um, the major change uh, and benefit for Berry Hill has been uh, wider business segments that immediately opened up for us as part of ARA. Uh, we have the support and credibility of a larger company uh, with a larger customer base with, the, uh, pra with practically the same small business cultural values uh, that are important to our employees and our customers. So it's been a real good move for us. And you bring the uh, expertise in the electromagnetic-based technologies, right? That's right. And that was a, that, that's a, a niche technology area that ARA uh, uh, needed to fill. So they had some expertise in this area, but not a lot. And so we certainly fill that, fill that role for them. What are the primary services that Berry Hill provides defense and commercial clients? And I mean, you have a, a list of offerings. You have radio frequencies, electromagnetic we've talked about, uh, high-performance computing, uh, RF measurements, electronic materials, antennas. Um, how does that uh, parse out in, in what you provide your clients? Okay, so we provide an, uh, a number of things in three main uh, competency areas. Um, so we'll provide computer analysis and design services to troubleshoot existing systems. So an example of this 
uh, was a program that we did to analyze and optimize a communication data link for the MQ-9 Reaper UAV. Uh, everybody's seen these on the news. These are, this is the UAV that is made by General Atomics and is used in Afghanistan, Iraq, all over the world, any place that, that, that our troops are at. Um, this project involved the antennas uh, on the Reaper and their placement, uh, as well as the interaction of the RF radiation from uh, that comm system with other materials and systems on the vehicle. So that was a computer project that we did uh, to troubleshoot an existing system. Uh, as another example, uh, we also manufacture high-tech flat panel antenna arrays for the intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance communities, uh, as well as customs and border patrol, and for the missile defense communities. So that's a hard, that's where, you know, where, where we're actually building hardware uh, antenna flat panel arrays that are used in systems. So a little bit of computer work, a little bit of fabrication work, and uh, just recently in the commercial world, uh, we've started to provide uh, design and testing services uh, for the automotive industry. Uh, we're involved in the design of advanced collision avoidance components and communication systems for use in the uh, new fast-growing market of autonomous vehicles. That's fascinating. I mean, that, that's definitely a growing market. Certainly no doubt is. about yeah, it. Yeah, and we're excited to, to, to penetrate into that market. You and I met when we engaged your company in the Defense Manufacturing Assistance Program that Ohio State manages for the U.S. Department of Defense Office of Economic Adjustment. Are you comfortable speaking about the projects that were conducted under that program? Oh, sure. So we did three separate projects under DMAP, and uh, they've had a great impact on where our business is today. Um, the first project involved a detailed assessment of how Berry Hill could transition into, into commercial market segments. Um, that, as I just mentioned, resulted in connections in the area of autonomous vehicles. That was an area that we were not in before, and we are now. Uh, DMAP helped make that happen. Uh, the second project uh, that we did involved a complete makeover of our internet footprint, uh, resulting in a, in a new search engine optimized website that functions as a strong marketing tool for both customers and attracting new talent for hire. Uh, we had a website that was very dated uh, and didn't project the image of the high-tech solutions company that we are. Uh, the, new, the new site uh, has been a remarkable change and although it was just recently launched, it has already attracted uh, a lot of interest. So we're very happy with, with, our, new, with our new internet presence. Um, the third project involved the formation of a training program in a short course format that is aimed at exposing people to the foundations of the technical areas that we work in. Uh, these short courses can be used to help customers better understand their own problems and system requirements, uh, and they could also be used to get new employees up to speed on how we do things. Uh, these courses uh, uh, involve a combination of classroom, computer design, fabrication, and laboratory testing exercises that in combination help solidify uh, the principles of going from conceptual design all the way to finished verified products. So those were the three projects that we did. Uh, they were very successful and really uh, we completed these things within the last year, and they've really changed what this company is today. Do you think that helped prepare you for the merger? Definitely helped to prepare us for the merger. In fact, uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the merger was, uh, 
was probably facilitated by the fact that we did one of the projects with ARA uh, on the uh, on the classroom on the uh, on the short course uh, classroom project. So uh, they were involved in that project, and that's how I got to know quite a few people in their leadership team because they were very interested in what we were doing on this project, even though it was a very small project to ARA. It really kind of raised their eyebrows because they don't really under some of these people didn't really understand what our technical competencies were. And when we started doing this short course that would teach people how we do what we do, they were very interested in that. Well, the fact that you can use it for both current customers and prospective employees, that that has that dual purpose, that is really novel. Yeah, I like that a lot. And a, a lot of folks in our industry are, are, are moving in this direction of, of trying to train the workforce that's coming in as well as keep the, the people that are already in the workforce educated on, on state-of-the-art techniques and methods. Um, so I like to see that shift. A lot of what we used to do uh, or, or what we used to learn in college isn't, isn't taught in, at the universities anymore. There's just been a shift, you know, in, 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 the, business, in, 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 the, in the business areas that people are interested in going into. Um, our areas kind of took a downturn uh, around the dot-com era, so the late 90s to the 2000s, and a lot of people just didn't go into the line of business that we're in right now. So... Uh, it's, we have to train people. We have to, they, a lot of people don't even know what we do. They're not even aware of what we do. And when they learn about what we're doing and they see what we're doing, they get very interested in it. Let's keep talking about workforce for a minute. Okay. Because I know you have some strong opinions. And I, I know during the, uh, our regional meeting we had you uh, come on board the, um, uh, the panel, the company panel, and, uh, and you had mentioned that uh, there's no middle management now in manufacturing, and I wanted you to uh, explain that a little bit. Okay. Um, so middle management, yeah. Uh, in our industry, like I was just saying, the employee demographics show a large number of people nearing retirement age. Uh, together with a fair number of new young people that are just entering the workforce. Uh, but between these two age groups, okay, there's a definite shortage of people. And, and as I said, I attribute this more or less to the dot-com era in the late 90s and early 2000s that pulled a lot of young talent uh, away from our industry. So today, 15 to 20 years later, that missing age group would be holding positions of middle management right now. But we don't have them. So these are employees that uh, take on the responsibility of learning and executing uh, the business rather than just doing technical work on projects. They would be the next line of leadership involved in marketing, contractual, and financial activities, uh, which are key to any business's succession plan. Um, so although not everyone is made out for a management career path, when you combine that fact with a depleted middle age group, you can see what the problem is here. So that's what we're facing right now. Um, I've, I think I've used the term before uh, that a lot of the people in our industry have a certain lack of business sense. Um, I think the challenge is probably better stated as a lack of business awareness mm -hmm. in our industry. So, uh, you know, we're working with smart people. These people can learn anything, but if they're not aware of things, then then that's something that we, that's something we can mitigate. So. Brand new talent is more likely to want to solve technical problems, and that's probably where you want them to be anyway. That's why you hired them. Um, 
So the approach that I've taken is to try to make every employee aware of the business side of our industry so that they are exposed not only to the technical challenges, but also budgetary and resource challenges as well. Um, there was a time when job security was taken for granted, but that was a long time ago. Uh, today, uh, the better your workforce understands all aspects of the industry that they work in, the more valuable they become to you. So that's kind of the approach that I've taken. And we've, we, we mentor our young folks to not just understand how to do the technical side of, of what we do, but also to understand the business side of it. And we've just started to do that. And that was a big part of, of, what, of what our, you know, another one of our short, one of the, another one of our you know, short course series is, is, you know, is gonna deal with, that as, with those aspects as well, so. And you've taken the approach that you're going to grow the local talent. Okay, yes. Yeah, so our local talent. Okay, so our approach to local talent has, has been, and we've been very successful with this, and I've talked to you about this before, Catherine. We have an internship program here. Um, and I, the, intern, the internship program has been fantastic for us. Um, we started Berry Hill Research with two people, uh, and our next two employees were summer interns. So employees number three and number four were summer interns. Mm -hmm. um, so from my graduate school days at Ohio State, I always knew that a company could make use of intern talent, um, and, it, and that creates that try-before-you-buy relationship that benefits the employee as well as the company, right? So now we constantly look for intern talent ever since the beginnings of Berry Hill Research. We're constantly looking for intern talent with our greatest success coming from the local area. I mean, people want to work next to where they live and where they grow up. Um, new interns go through the same interview process as regular employees, from resume submission to selection and interview to hiring and project assignments, all the way to performance reviews. So we don't treat the interns any differently than we would treat any other employee. Uh, they get immersed in the whole, in the whole culture of what we're doing. Um, we want those interns to feel and add to the culture of our company to see if they fit us and we fit them. Uh, every intern gets mentored by the engineering staff. Uh, so every one of them feels the responsibility of getting their assignments accomplished with the added security of knowing that there are senior people behind them every step of the way. Um, about a third of our workforce uh, has come from the internship program. So. Uh, I like to say that Berry Hill was built from the intern program. Uh, I'd say that's a pretty fair statement. Uh, one out of every three people started here as an intern, uh, and uh, they really understand and believe in what we're doing uh, as we move forward. Uh, the percentage of interns turned employees is only going to get larger. Uh, th that intern program is definitely a big key to our success. Yeah, that's an admirable ratio. Uh, so going into the uh, the relationships with the universities that you have, and then we also talked about uh, you know the government funded program. And my question to you is, you know, what would you like to see from from these types of partnerships, not just universities but government partnerships, uh, that would be useful to companies like Berry Hill and ARA? Okay, well, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, of businesses. Uh, having a very strong relationship to universities, and uh, that's always a good thing. Uh, often, this is at the level of companies contracting business 
uh, with individual professors and researchers. Um, at the college department, uh, the uh, college dean or the university presidential levels, the re relationships are often forged mainly with really big businesses uh, that may not even have the economy of Ohio uh, in, in their best interests. Um, I like to see universities take more of an outreach to understand and work with the wealth of Ohio-based small and mid-sized businesses that can employ their graduates and keep good talent uh, and the dollars they generate and spend within the state. Um, we want funding that comes into Ohio to circulate in Ohio rather than going out of state. Uh, the long-term economic benefit from strong government industry and academic partnerships forged in a local sense is gonna have a great positive impact on the state of Ohio. So, you know, that's my thought on, on, on that. I want dollars and funding that come in to Ohio to stay here. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit selfish that way, but you know, I grew up in Ohio, so. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> O-H. Jeff, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure. Well, thank you very much, Catherine. I enjoyed it very much.